What's up, guys? We're back on the ADCs of Wrestling. Sorry for missing last week's show. Life got in the way, but we are here. We're going to tell you guys how we experienced NXT TakeOver, what we thought of SummerSlam, and, of course, the opening round of King of the Ring. This ring needs a... This ring needs a king. Let's go. Let's go! Let's go! Oh, hell yeah! Are you ready for a show with questionable wrestling Precious by a guy I know. ADC. Ooh, yeah, big ADC. Let me take you something, ADC. What is wrestling? Matt the Mark is awesome, my Do you know your ADC? The ADC is wrestling. It's time for another episode of the most unique wrestling podcast in the world. I am your host, Adrian Cox, the Great Owl of Wrestling. And I'm joined by my co host, Matt the Mother Loving Mark. Hey, doing, Matty? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm better than you, it seems. Oh, I'm a grumpy mess this morning. You are grumpy, Gus. I got uh, I got family coming to visit, so I'm just stressing about making sure the house is clean. But I'm also working and trying that to make sure it, trying to make sure that we get a podcast in. You know, it's it's just it's just uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, you know. I know, I know. Trust me, I know. Do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. For the most part. Right uh, so we're going to, you know, we're going to go through our uh, NXT TakeOver Toronto reactions quickly for you guys because we were there and we didn't get a chance to talk about it because, sorry, but last week just didn't work out. Maddie had meetings. I had things to do. And, uh, well, it sucks, but it happens. Uh, so, yeah, we missed some stuff last week. Um, and there was some big NXT news this week, which is probably going to take up a, a fair chunk of the show. So we'll get into that as well. Not as our important. King of the Ring brackets, I'm doing extremely well. And, uh, of course, just two tweets. Hey, Maddie. Yo. Did you know that our t-shirts are still available at prowrestlingtees.com slash ADCs of wrestling and people can rock the classic logo or show that they're a foundation member if they just go and take a look at those t-shirts? You know, if I had been looking at the lineup, I would have known you were going somewhere with this and I actually got Uh excited like you were going to tell me something and then you just, you know, shamelessly plugged merch. So that's how we do it. That's how we do it. Not. Hey, why don't we get into news and notes right off the top? How about that? That's probably better than plugging t-shirts. No, it's not. Oh. Check out ProWrestlingTees.com slash ADCs of Wrestling and be a member of the foundation. Uh, so, yeah, uh, last night on SmackDown, they announced officially, and in the morning on a press release, and we all kind of knew it was happening, but they announced that NXT is officially moving to USA Network on, I believe, September 18th for two hours live uh, this is a big deal. It's a big, big story. It's like this is the missile they've decided to mobilize to attack AEW. And uh, I don't know what to think of this, man. Well, okay. it seems like Paul's going to be in charge. It's going to be Triple H's show still. But, oh, uh, it's going to it's going to change. No way. Things. Vince is going to get involved. This is on the USA Network and there's 60 million dollars tied to this. No way that Vince is not there on Wednesday nights, especially since you'll have a break from Tuesday because SmackDown's going to Fridays. And I here, here's here's my quick take on this. Everyone's saying, you know, they're doing this to combat um, AEW. And you know what? They are because they're moving they to are. live TV and they're doing something different. But they've been on Wednesday nights for four, five years, however long it's been. And I get it. It was on the network. It was different. It was pre-taped. I definitely get it. But they're not changing the night. They're going live. Here's my issue with this. NXT was special because of the way it was produced and filmed and where it was filmed 
and the characters that were on it, the young folks. And now we're going to a two hour live show where they're going to bring talent from 205 Live, I'm assuming. And it's just going to feel. Yeah. Yeah. Sami Zayn. Yeah. And it's just going to feel like what we are already watching on Mondays and what will now be Fridays. I'm. I. I won't be watching this over AEW to start, and the only way I will tune into this is if AEW falters. Plain and simple. There's a lot of things going on here. One thing, it makes SmackDown feel less important because SmackDown moves to Friday. This kind of takes its time slot, and we're like, no, this is what's going up against AEW because this is kind of the young, hip brand that we have, and SmackDown isn't good enough to combat AEW. Uh, AEW is a brand-new product, so it's got all of this... You know, glitz and glamour associated with it, and people are really excited to see what's inside the box. And uh, when the show is first coming out and it's selling out these like twelve thousand seat arenas, um, it's going to be a, a, a lot more of a spectacle on TNT than it is to see this show at like Full Sail University. So they're going to have to get out of Full Sail. That's also another thing. And much to your point, NXT was so great because they were able to slowly work on these storylines and if something wasn't working they would just fix it in post they would do it over like weeks and weeks they didn't have people on every week because they only had an hour of airtime and they had certain projects and people were working towards you know maybe getting a tv match and if they had a gargano and cole thing and now gargano who we basically saw say goodbye at nxt in toronto (laughs) after the match is not gonna leave he's just gonna be there and he's gonna be sort of the guy um a good thing that can come of this is we are going to get a chance to see what Triple H can do with live television two hours a week because I think that it is going to be still kind of his baby. I mean, a lot of this press and stuff has been handled by Trips. Um, I think he's going to get, until it really does poorly and Vince decides to get his goddamn hands all mucky and into this bullshit, I think we're fine. Um, I think it'll be mostly Triple H for the first little while because... How else are they supposed to... Like, Vince doesn't want Triple H to just take over his WWE showing. But if Triple H has his baby right now, I think that Vince is going to say, like, okay, here's your two hours. Let's see what you can do with it. And then when AEW blows them out of the water for, you know, a couple months, Vince will take it over, which is probably going to happen, (laughs) and it's going to suck. But um, I don't know. This is a a big thing, man. This is a big deal, Matty. Yeah, I just... I don't... I hope you're right about Triple H running the show for a little bit, giving him a chance. I hope you're right. I just, I don't see it. I just don't think that that's what's going to happen. I, the nice thing is, is they're not moving away from Full Sail. Everything will be live from Full Sail, which I think helps a little bit because that crowd sometimes is what's great about NXT. They're not always great. And they might be a little over the top because it'll be live, so they'll be like, oh, I want to get on TV. But I think it's still going to feel like a small show, which I like. I'm just so afraid that, like I said, it's not going to feel any different. And if anything, like you said, this is making SmackDown feel a little less important. I think think Full Sail is limiting, honestly. I just think that uh, it's a small venue, and you can just tell, like, if... If you're on one channel and AEW has like a sold out small arena and it's just loud, people are going nuts and it's deafening. And then you go to full sale and you can hear like individual voices kind of echoing in this little tiny studio setup. It just feels small time. We'll uh, see. Comparatively to them. So it could work in their favor because the indie vibe has helped. But it was also kind of like our our cute little WWE Network exclusive show and not like a two hour live program on television that's supposed to keep people entertain so if, if you get like a segment that's not getting over 
in front of 400, 500 people, yeah. it's just going to feel like death. And that's a chance that they're going to have to take going live every week. And I, uh, that's that's different. Yeah, it's different than what they do now. I also think they're making a mistake starting this before AEW. Because people will tune in for the first two weeks and then say, okay, great, now I'm going to see what else is out there at the same time that's on live TV. If they were coming on after, they could have given AEW a couple of weeks for people to get used to it see if it's going to be any good and then maybe capitalize on it. But I think going first was, I think this is a mistake. I'm thinking they're going to do something like introduce a a big event on the October 2nd date, like two weeks away, like maybe a live takeover or something that will go opposite of AEW's first show. And they have a couple weeks to build to it. Um, But yeah, that's the, that's the thing. AEW is going to be a brand new product and nobody's going to know what it's going to look like. So the curiosity factor is there. NXT will have been established for a couple weeks. People will be used to it and they'll be like, well, I'm I'm not going to watch that live. I can just check this out later, but they're going to have to put something really strong in place to combat AEW. Honestly, I'd I'd be surprised like how many more new viewers the live show will get over what was already on WWE Network. Yeah, because it, it will reach a larger audience. We don't audience. even really know the numbers because we don't that's have true, them, That's true. That's true. And and it will it should reach a larger audience because not everyone is subscribed to the network. But hey, I just speaking of uh speaking of NXT audiences, Maddie. Yeah. Why don't we talk about that uh, thing we did like a, a week or so ago? That was like maybe two a week weeks and a half. Week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, a week and a half. Whatever. We went to see NXT take over Toronto. We did. Together as friends. We did. And we enjoyed it as one. We did. It was fun. And then we met up with people afterwards that oh, yeah. some of the listeners of the show might know. That's true. Kevin Mickey yeah. and Simo. That's right. Of Sportsnet fame. Yeah. And uh, we had a great time. Um, we took the train in. We did. We delivered on our promise of uh, rocking out to some uh, some Slipknot. We also did that. Which I put on the social media for all of you to enjoy. <laughs> uh, our lovely headbanging which while I driving. Which I didn't know you were recording and feel like a yes. moron, but whatever. Drive safe, though. Drive safe. Yeah, drive safe. Always, uh, always. That was a lot of fun. Um, it was real nice having your asses out of the house for a while. Yeah, oh, of course it was, Steve. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, he's still here. Um, Steve did not come with us, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we enjoyed the show. We did get our second row seats. Um, we got to sit. Pretty up close. For the longest time, there was nobody there, and then people showed up, and uh, we had to move back to our second row seats. But then we had this this very nicely predictable situation where a dad was in the front <laughs> row with his kid, and this always seems to happen whenever we're there, that a dad and his kid are not going to make it past like 9 o'clock. Yeah. And uh, he took off. He turned around, and he said, hey, I'm going home. You guys take these seats. And uh, we did, and that's why we were like all over the show when uh, Johnny Gargano uh, put... Adam Cole in an office chair and proceeded to <laughs> ram him into a barricade. Yes, that happened right in front of us. Very cool. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Well, what's your take on the pay-per-view overall now that we've kind of had a week and a half to... I don't know how much back. I want to get into like how I feel about the show because it's <laughs> like it's not really fresh anymore. I just yeah. thought people might enjoy the experience that we had like watching the show. It was fun. I think a lot of people were talking about how... I saw a lot of talk about how there wasn't a great crowd um, numbers wise. I kept That's looking insane. around. Yeah, I kept looking around thinking, wow, this is a pretty good house. Like, yeah, there was like three or four sections in the top row uh, that were tarped off on the camera side. But yeah. that's. Like you compare that to Raw or SmackDown, and that's a paltry amount of, of empty seats. It was great. And um, what I would say is we were a little quiet. And I, I, I remarked that right from the beginning, like the Street Profits match was going on. And I was like, 
I don't feel like we're super loud right now. And it, it wasn't like the, the hot NXT environment I expected. But um, yeah, it just wasn't it wasn't take over one. It no, wasn't no, one. it wasn't. And and it definitely felt different even kind of being there. And I I, I couldn't yeah. exactly put my finger on it. And I don't know if it was because, you know, TakeOver 1 was so great. Um, you know, just being there for the first TakeOver, first TakeOver in Toronto as well. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, it, it was a good show. Had a ton of fun. Really enjoyed it. There yep. were some great matches. Io Shirai's um, my favorite now. Io Shirai's entrance was ridiculous. Yep. Um. But yeah, I think overall, I mean, a lot of crazy stuff happened in the Gargano Cole match. But I think there, you know, there's a lot of talk out there about it. Almost feel felt forced and over choreographed, and you know, some of that stuff. But yeah, I don't. I remember jumping up and down and having a good time. And like when they came off the top of the cage, I, I mean, I think you have video of my face. Like, oh my god! Like, they, yep. please don't die. There was a chant of "Please don't die." Like, yeah, I really I got I got to lament the fact that like I'm on video being that asshole holding <coughs> excuse me that asshole holding up his phone instead of watching the show. Yeah, same, <laughs> totally the, the same thing. I'm the moron in the background, just like, oh, let's go, Johnny, holding up my phone <laughs> like a dumbass. Just enjoy the moment, and uh, I did not. <laughs> but I enjoyed filming it and putting it online. For the you one guys. the one thing I will say is that when you sit down low, sometimes your view isn't the greatest. But you get this different feeling where it's almost like you're part of the show, especially where we were yeah. sitting because we were so close to all the production stuff. So when they were coming out, I agree. especially when they brought the cage down and there was like 30 WWE crew just standing beside us and we're like, okay, so something's about to happen. Yeah. And we also were very aware of the fact that Matt Riddle was about to come out because yeah. <laughs> a couple people in our row were trying to go to the bathroom. And these guys are just like, no, you can't go there can't right go now. Anywhere right stand now. Back can't right go now. anywhere right now. Everybody's just like <laughs> stuck in the aisle, standing there, holding their, their pee. <laughs> and the, <laughs> yeah. And they just hear like, bro, bro, bro. Yeah. And we're like, oh, there we go. We knew something was happening. Um, yeah. It is a little bit distracting with all the hustle and bustle. Um, we knew during the street fight that clearly they were about to brawl into our section <laughs> yeah. because they cleared uh, out that whole section. Yeah, a, yeah. a WWE guy is just like telling security, hey, you guys can't sit here right now. Uh, move away, move away, and then I was like, okay, they're going to use this crate, which I've been using to rest <laughs> my solo cup all night. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, I don't know, it was fun. It's always fun being a part of it. Uh, I thought, like, the matches were fun. I don't know, aside from, like, a couple of the spots in that Gargano Cool uh, match, I didn't think that anything was on that, like, I'll remember this forever NXT level. That DIY um, revival match will be very hard to top. Yeah, it's as a live forever. match that we were at, sort of thing. That that'll be yeah. impossible. I think that's still my top wrestling fandom memory yeah. ever. So I don't know. They're never gonna they're never gonna touch that. I don't no. think for me in in the live uh, live event status in my mind. But yeah. whatever. Hey, it was good. We enjoyed it, and uh, I would do it again. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Beers were like fourteen fifty, but uh, whatever. You know. <laughs> whatever yeah, typical typical train ride home was long and quiet after such a, a downer long day yeah afterwards but hey at least there was an iron maiden concert letting out and we got to see like 400 iron maiden t-shirts all just littering the train that's so that was true kind of fun. on the way there we're like oh there must be something going on on the way home yeah. we're like oh it was an iron maiden show i see okay we got this yeah i was like you know i might be wrong but I think a lot of the people on this train, based on the look, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, but I feel like there's a rock concert 
yep. at the Budweiser stage tonight. And yep. uh, we were right. We were right. Speaking of that, I uh, I went to the Slipknot concert on Tuesday. No, oh, I don't care about your life. Let's move on. Fair enough. <laughs> now, how was the concert? Wow. Right? It was fun. <laughs> was not fest good. It was it was amazing. I, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge behemoth fan. I just don't know much about them. And they I was sitting there watching them. I was just like, this is unbelievable. It was loud and there I, I won't get I won't get into it too much about what type of band they are, but very cool show because Behemoth is from Poland. Gojira, if you've ever listened to them, super heavy. They're from France. And then Volbeat, who is just kind of wicked rock and roll, is from the Netherlands. So it was kind of a kind of a cool concert. And then Slipknot was just unfreaking believable. If you're into that and you've never seen them live, you have to see it. It is. Oh, God damn. Can't enough about goddamn oh, not fest. God. So far, this show is not funny. <laughs> Talk about wrestling. <laughs> Fair it's enough. true. We probably should talk about wrestling. I brought it up. Talk about- I brought it up because the takeover song was unsainted, and I sent you yeah, a yeah, video yeah. of the unsainted part. I I understand, but our listeners might be like, talk about this week in wrestling, etc. You know? Okay. I do have a couple little quick nose and notes before that. Oh, um, we're not far from AEW's All Out, so uh, there's a lot of the Road Twos coming out right now, and uh, I'm starting to get excited, but it still just doesn't feel quite real. That we're that close to AEW's television debut, but we're like a month and a half away from them being a real thing. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Um, Tony Schiavone has signed with All Elite Wrestling. He's going to be doing, it seems like he's going to be doing stuff in like the control panel backstage. Like, there's Tony Schiavone for All Elite Wrestling. And it's going to (laughs) be nice and old school. And it might open some fun parody avenues for me. (laughs) I was going to say, with a whole new wrestling show coming out, your, your horizons will be broadened. Thank God. By the way, is this going to ruin the show even more? How are we going to watch it? Like, when are we going to do the show? Do we do it on Fridays? Do you do That's it on great question. Mondays? Uh, there's two shows on Wednesday now to try to watch back to back. There's four hours of wrestling on Wednesday, three I, hours of wrestling on Monday, another two hours on Friday. I like, feel like we would still have to do the show I, on Thursday because... And just hope that you can get the gist of what happened on the Wednesday Night Wars <laughs> the night before. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, like I, I don't think NXT is going to factor much into this. I think you're wrong, man. I, this I don't is cra- know. I think, I think the pod is over. That's what I think. <laughs> I think last week the pod was over, and uh, uh, come October second, I think the pod is over. Pod is over. Maybe the only way to keep up to date will be if Tony Schiavone is there for the ADCs of wrestling, uh, you know, control panel segment to get us up to fucking date <laughs> and all the shit that's going on. Oh man, how the hell? Like, I'm not going to sleep Wednesdays. Matt the Mark, you can go to hell. All right. Uh, also, did you see Ronda Rousey's finger on social media? Uh, no. So just it, Google Ronda Rousey's finger. Okay, and, I will. Uh, well, are you. The reason. You have a weak stomach. Well, no, I'm fine, but. She was, she was shooting something. And a boat door landed on her finger, and it damn near severed it, and she posted a picture of her finger. This is interesting because, I mean, thankfully she's already done fighting, but something like that could probably be really problematic for a fighter going forward because she had to have her finger, like, reconnected and uh, with some screws and stuff, and they had to, like, get the tendons all back in place. uh. Yeah, that's great. uh, it's It's just a really really grimy picture that's I, I probably won't look at it then um get better ronda rousey i was I actually got two fingers for your one finger <laughs> i was trying was to that? stay off my my wrestling twitter because uh 
I hadn't watched Raw and SmackDown and I didn't want to see any of the King of the Rings stuff because I was late making my picks. So, right. So I, I had, I actually, even to this minute, I have not looked at my Matt the Mark Twitter in, well, since Sunday. So I guess we haven't really posted your bracket, but we did post my bracket and it was busted. Cool. By one Shane McMahon. No. Fully busted. Yeah. Um, but you weren't far off from me because you you had KO going all the way as well, except you had a ricochet final. So really the only difference is you had ricochet going all the way and uh, it being KO ricochet. But maybe, you know, eventually we could throw together like a an actual bracket online just so we can compare exactly how many points we each would have gotten. Yeah, I mean, I sent you my picks, so at least I got my picks in. I was sitting... I have the data. Yeah, yeah. We'll make it uh, I was at the Slipknot concert when I did those picks. (laughs) See, you see what I did there? I brought the concert back. Yeah. Because... God damn, you are not cool. (laughs) Was that supposed to be his play on, like, Slipknot? Cool. Give me a hell Yeah. No. Hell yeah, Steve. No. Fucking ain't right. You gave me a hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> this week's going great. Let's talk about this week in wrestling. Steve, I'm the host. You're not the host. Let's talk about this week in wrestling. It's happening in wrestling this week. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. I told you it was time to talk about this week in wrestling, kid. We I should know, let him that. host one, one show. Just one episode. An entire episode of just Steve. And Mickey, let's just do, let's do like Steve and Mickey and you and I will take a break. God damn, you trying to kill me? What? That's fucking meta. Yeah, it's meta. <laughs> I'm all for it. I can host it. We can talk about the Bludgeon Brothers and how they're legit <laughs> and how I miss Eric Rowan and then Luke Harper and their hammers. What? And how I fucking love Kevin Mickey. I miss you, Kevin. <laughs> oh, Kevin. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. But uh, hey, he's been posting a lot of articles at sportsnet.ca about wrestling. He uh, he's been busy meeting Liv Morgan and such. Uh, you know, yeah, fun stuff, fun wrestling stuff. He's okay, so we talked about our takeover experience. Uh, we should briefly just mention the fact that uh, SummerSlam I thought was a really good show. It was a uh, great the, show. The Fiend is fantastic. Um, Brock Lesnar is incredibly undervalued because you only get matches that feel the way Seth and Brock's match felt with a guy like him in the ring. Uh, only Brock is ripping people and flailing them around, ragdolling them by their fucking rib tape. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was nobody oh, else man. is doing that aside from maybe a Samoa Joe, but no. it wasn't his place. No. Um, and also, I fucking told you Goldberg and Ziggler was going to be great, it and was, it was fantastic. It was terrible. You know? Okay, so I will that say it was great. Third time he came back, so I died laughing. But here's the thing. Ziggler's the Black Knight now. The only reason it was great was because of Dolph Ziggler. It had okay, nothing to do with Goldberg. That, no, it did too. It Goldberg coming up, did not. Them just like Ziggler being like, anyone could get lucky twice, and then going back to yeah. No, that shit was great, but that was because of Ziggler's character and what he was doing, and he was great again on Monday. Like Ziggler has been better than he has been in sure five years. He's Just been in the last great. three weeks. He's been great, and all the power to him. He's he's making me laugh my ass off the way he just keeps coming out. Like, I, Maddie, I didn't know. I, I I thought we had to put out a show like six months in between. Okay, I didn't know we had to do a show every week. Yeah. Um, but dude, it worked well because of Goldberg. The fact that it was Bill Goldberg and he comes stomping down to the ring and that like I mean okay it I'm not saying it didn't work well because of Ziggler Ziggler played a huge part of it he sold the Goldberg the shit thing was so out of important. those spears yeah the spear that Goldberg does is great 
Uh, it was just funny to me. It just worked. It, it was a perfect formula. It was and it really so good. Well. You were right. It ended up being really good, but it was really good for a completely different reason than it being a spectacle of Goldberg. Ziggler made that that whole five minutes what it was because of the way he sold the spear and because he jumped on the mic three different times after getting his ass kicked. And he made it a spectacle. He made it a spectacle, not Goldberg. All right, fine. But we enjoyed it, and it was, it was great. great. And it, it, was, was, it was. I can't argue with you. <laughs> it, it would have worked later in the show, too, to break things up. But thankfully, Completely. the SummerSlam card was only like three and a half hours long, which was beautiful. That was amazing. Um, They're not done with Goldberg. They're probably not done with Trish because she said she wants to wrestle again. She had a fine showing against Charlotte. Yep. Um, I don't know if it's like maybe a bad idea to come back and try it again. But we'll see if Lightning can strike twice because that was a fucking great match. Good on uh, Trish. Um, man, Becky and Natty's match was nice. Uh, there was a lot of good stuff on that card. A it, lot of good stuff. It, it's funny because it kind of got... I'm probably missing something, but I enjoyed SummerSlam. I really enjoyed SummerSlam. Obviously, The Fiend was the big sort of... Yeah. I don't know, like shell-shocked rocker. Like People were going insane for it. His friggin' lantern of his like hollowed-out head was... Yeah such a brilliant touch that people oh, in so the arena good. that weren't like in the aisle probably had no idea unless was they put it up. supposed to be Bray's face on that lantern? It was, Steve, yes. Yeah? What did you think it was supposed to be? I don't know, some guy, some homeless guy or something. <laughs> He's sick, right? <laughs> you thought he just cut the head off a homeless guy? It fucking ain't right. Isn't that what a crazy bastard would do? Shit. Uh, moving yeah. on. Yeah. Moving on. SummerSlam was a great show. Moving on. Okay, I'm not crazy. You're crazy. Goddamn, I'll drop you on that stake of dabs you call a neck. (laughs) Right. It was a great show. It was a good show. Uh, Speaking of shows, King of the Ring, I guess they're going to finish this at uh, Night of Champions, maybe? Or Clash of Champions, whatever the fuck it is now. The Champions show. Clash of Champions. Probably. It's not going to be its own pay-per-view, right? Because they're they're working towards Clash of Champions. I think because like Clash of Cha- like is Clash of Champions and Survivor Series kind of not the exact same thing, the way they do it now. I kind of, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't even think they did Clash of Champions last year. They did it like two years ago. Was it two? Oh man, I don't know. Time don't know. time melts together. Now. Who cares? I don't know. That's what you get on this show. Just a couple <laughs> guys being like, I don't know. Does it fucking matter? Hey, we're not insiders. Yeah, I forget what's, what I did. What's yesterday. it really matter? Goddamn kid, every show they ring the goddamn bell and guys fucking slap each other around. One, two, three, that's the bottom line. Yeah. See, they're all the same. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, we went through our brackets. Um, I'm not going to read my actual King of the Ring bracket because no, whatever. No. But we had, uh, <sighs> we had Joe defeating Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Man, Cesaro's becoming like, ever since that Aleister Black match, and I, probably long before, but... He's sort of becoming like the strong style resident in ring hero of WWE right now. He's just willing to like take these strong shots to the face and make everything really brutal. Like they're they're trying to do like basically G1 style wrestling <laughs> in this first matchup. And uh, I love Joe beating Cesaro. It wasn't like a super long match, but I just thought it was it was great and uh, that was a good pairing. I almost wish those two could have clashed like in the semifinals because it would have been fucking badass. Yeah. Um but uh, the king of swing will not be the king of the ring, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Andrade defeated Cruz. Definitely predicted that one. Yeah. And uh, here's where my bracket got busted. This Maddie. one, this this makes me mad because I was going to pick Elias, fully assuming that the, exactly what happened 
was going to happen. And I was like, no, no. KO is over right now. They're, they're actually going to put this on him because he's the one that could actually carry this with very little effort. And it would be believable and people would love it. And I should have went with my gut and I didn't. Yeah. And I'm mad at myself. I agree. I'm mad at myself too. Uh, you know, another reason I'm kind of angry with myself is, uh, well, I took it upon myself to, to write a song about the king of the ring because uh, this ring needs a king, you know? This ring needs a king, Maddie. Hmm. And, uh, well, I was feeling very confident. So uh, it was like Monday afternoon. And, uh, well, here, here were my thoughts going into Monday's King of the Ring action. A, a very confident and cocky ADC. Behold the king. The king of the ring. On your knees, king. Because we're going to crown you. With a sword, my bracket looks gritty. It's Monday afternoon, and I know how this is going to go. <laughs> this ring needs a, this ring needs a king. My bracket is amazing. I'm the bracket king. This ring needs a, this ring needs a king. The ring, and I'm the bracket king. And it's a sure thing that Kevin Owens. It's going all the way. I'll tell you one more thing. Cesaro is gold. And his act's not old. He'll definitely win. Then he'll lose to KO. He'll be the KO TR. And Apollo Crews will go far. This ring needs a... This ring needs a king! I put my life savings on Kevin Owens. This ring needs a... This ring needs a king! On your knees, duck. That's all fucking weird. How'd that work out for you, ADC? Huh? Not so great. <laughs> See, the comedy is that he's so very sure of himself yes. and he's making all the wrong picks. Yes, yeah. uh, truthfully, I recorded that song after everybody had lost because I'm a comedian and that's how it works. Don't you get it? I, I get it. I get it. Don't you get it, Matt? I, I get it. Goddamn kid, none of those people won their matches. No, I that's <laughs> oh, the point of the song. Matt. Oh, I get it. Okay, now I get it. Sorry. For with you I was just agreeing, but Steve, I now that Steve kind of what? said now I understand. No, these guys lost all their matches and this guy's like, I'm the bracket king and he's like Picking KO, he's like, I put my life savings on Kevin Owens, and then mm, it's I, funny, guys. I don't understand okay? what you're saying. Anyway, I look forward to the end of the King of the Ring tournament because this ring needs a king. I'm super happy it's back. I'm just, I, I, what are they gonna do with it? What are they gonna do with the winner? They're gonna is is that winner gonna get a little push somewhere towards belt or? Well, Wade Barrett. I mean, it worked so well for him. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who? Hear ye, hear ye. Can I have some decorum, please? <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, uh, people call Kevin Owens like the new Steve Austin, right? It's like Stone Owens stun, and I gave my move and shit. Yeah. You guys know I won King of the Ring? Yes, we know <laughs> you won King of the Ring. It's like the most famous thing that ever happened to you. Pretty well launched your career. No big deal. Yeah, I was, I was all like, you talk about your Psalms and your 316. Well, Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. We've heard that like a million times. Yep. I thought maybe you'd missed it. No, Steve. <laughs> yeah. I... They should have Kevin Owens win. 
Didn't you hear the fucking song? <laughs> Fuck. You ain't got to get half hot about it, kid. Goddamn. Let's move along, okay? <laughs> this is Anyway, how do you feel about them extending this KO Shane thing? Really? I mean, he gets the fast count. It, it, like obviously he's probably rescinding this release of the hundred thousand dollar fine. Oh my god. Watch I kind of like I kind of enjoyed yourself. that like it's no I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking oh, to Steve. Right, right. Hey, <laughs> <babe. laughs> oh what am I my doing? God. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> I have all this fresh grass seed down because I'm trying to combat like these weeds in my yard. And oh man. I could be outside watering the grass and getting ready for work and I'm down here having a conversation with myself. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm watching oh, it. I'm down here watching it. Yeah, this Anyways. is uh, this is the 80s of wrestling. Anyway, what did you ask? Sorry. Oh, Shane. I stopped a bunch of mud holes in that lawn. You better go back out there and get your ass to work, kid. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh man. So uh, I don't. So it seemed like Kevin Owens was trying to patch things up with Shane. I kind of enjoyed this scene, this dynamic, because it was uh, very natural. It seemed like maybe that hundred thousand dollar fine was going to go away. I'm guessing now it's not. Going away, or maybe maybe the fine is gone, but you're fucked, and you're not going to be the king of the ring. But it seems like clearly we're going uh, full steam ahead with more KO and Shane. I'm I'm okay with this as okay, long as KO not okay. You son of a oh, bitch! Oh God, I am. We're going to shut him up today. Fine with this. <laughs> so I'm trying to get around that. <laughs> I'm fine with this as long as Shane's not wrestling anymore. I d- like I know. I know Vince got involved a lot way back when it was Steve and Vince. And I feel like that's what they're trying to recreate here. Maybe with a few tweaks, but I just, I don't care to see Shane in the ring anymore. And I think I said this a couple weeks ago before SummerSlam. I just, everything they did was good up until that. It's just, I can't, I I just, I don't know. Maybe it's me. I can't get behind Shane in the ring anymore. I just don't care as much. I think it does kind of feel like they're sort of past that. So I don't know. Maybe he needs another henchman. I mean, he's had Drew. He's had Elias for a long time. Maybe they need another guy. You know, the revival are, uh, they're busy. There was somebody else right now. I'm loving that. Um, So maybe, uh, maybe Shane's got to find another henchman, another big scary guy. Like maybe, uh, Maybe Lars Sullivan, when he comes back, would pair oh, up well against Kevin Owens. That would work, right? Yeah. Like, I- I'm all for KO and Shane, you know, going at each other, but I want to Shane do it as a manipulative executive, not right. as a wrestler. Right. Uh, the Roman Reigns saga. That's continued. So good. I- I- and, uh, I'm enjoying this way more than I thought I would. They're clearly, they're showing their cards that they're just going for a cliffhanger every week. I think that might have a lot to do with Eric Bischoff, because on 83 weeks, he's always talking about how, like, like Russo didn't understand a full story arc and how like it's got to play out over a course of weeks and there's got to be a hook etc cetera, etc cetera. so it seems like he's trying to get that going uh, early on in his I like tenure it. um I don't know if you can totally equate it all to Bischoff because who knows how hands-on he really is but this is just where my mind's going as a well, when was the last time mark. they did something like this they're clearly trying something new, right? And <laughs> yeah. it's, it's working. Like, all these recaps, they're doing these full dramatic recaps of uh, Buddy Murphy, the best kept secret who can't keep secrets. Ow, <laughs> it's fucking Rowan. Ow, ow, it's Rowan. Ow. <laughs> and I loved, loved Daniel Bryan and Rowan leaning oh, on him last man. week. Just being like, tell everybody that you lied. Tell them that you lied. I thought it was so fucking good. Like, Daniel Bryan is just tapping into his innermost crazy right now. He's so good. And it's perfect. Yeah. Like, remember 
in like 2014 when they tried to make Daniel Bryan a member of the Wyatt family, <laughs> this is essentially what he would have been like. And it would have worked so well. Like he's gone full Charlie Manson. Like he is just like scary. He's gone beyond having like a, a planet savior persona to just being a manipulative, like scary little, I don't know, like a, a leader of men kind of creepy vibe. And like yeah. just the way they leaned on him. And then Buddy Murphy's like, I lied, I lied, I lied, I fucking lied, mate. And then <laughs> I mean, Daniel's just like, no, that's, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Oh, but then okay. <laughs> Daniel Bryan's just like, you know what? I really hate liars. And then they proceed to kick his ass again. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. He goats him into getting his ass kicked. It's great. Did you say goats him? Goats. Into? Goats. Daniel Bryan looks like a little goat man. All right, Matty. Well, he's you got know, a goat face. Yeah. This is awesome. But I do like very quietly, he has gone from the Earth's champion or whatever the heck, this vegan nightmare to this kind of completely different character, which without even having to say he's no longer you know, a recycling maniac or something like that. But he's he's a really, really good heel. Really he's good. He's a good actor, it oh, seems. It's amazing. And he didn't seem, like, he didn't used to be a super strong promo, but this heel no. run is, uh, it's just working for him. It's, it's it seems more natural than the good guy, look at me, smiley face, Daniel I think we got to make vegan nightmare stick. <laughs> vegan. <laughs> I don't know where that and came the from. the challenger. <laughs> At five foot seven, the vegan nightmare, <laughs> Daniel Bryan. <laughs> the vegan nightmare. That might be more offensive than anything else they do on the show because a lot of vegans just be like, vegan nightmare. Yeah, maybe. Mm, I am not. so, so triggered right now. Um, but where are they going with this lookalike thing? What, I don't know. What, what do you think? I don't know, man. That was so weird. Like, and how. <laughs> it definitely how wasn't scared what I is this guy expected. that he just decided to like sit in a room with a towel over his head for like an hour he was just <laughs> he was he must have been terrified of these guys i don't get it it was weird but you know what we don't know what the hell's going on we're gonna have to find out next week yep which I'm, instead we just i'm okay we got with. a weird stare down where eric rowan looked at old eric rowan and roman reigns came in saw eric rowan and old eric rowan and <laughs> daniel bryan and everybody just kind of shelton benjamin back and forth shifting their <laughs> eyes all over the place I'm okay with it. I, I like a little rolling story. I like that there was some advancement because it's now I love like the Rolling Stones too, Matty. No, nope. I love the Rolling Stones. Uh, well, I mean, okay, great, but that's not what I said. He said Rolling Story. What's the story? Morning Glory. Oh, Jesus! No. I think Steve's a few sheets to the wind, man. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Means you're drunk. Oh, give me a hell yeah! <laughs> nope. Can't do it. Go ahead, Matty. Sorry. I apologize. I don't even remember what I was saying. I like it, though. I, I like that they continue to roll the story along without any actual resolution. And it's making you wonder and think. Like, it was completely unexpected that they were just going to come out with a Rowan lookalike yeah. as the solved mystery. So, Did he have a hammer? No, he had oh, no hammer. Oh, my Lord. Um, you know what else? What if they this form a tag team? That would be really fucking weird. And I wonder if this guy was local talent or if they just found a like, like that's a what like actor. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. Um, and other, another thing, the storyline has worked as a vehicle for Buddy Murphy's stellar debut because oh, he was literally the best kept secret for a very long time. He's good. And then last week, man, he had this match with Roman that effectively baby faced him. Yeah. Where it was just like, look, I lied. All right, I saw. I fucking. I thought it was Rowan, and you get in my face, and now I'm going to show you how fucking good I am with knees to the face and stuff. And uh, he's amazing. 
It was, there were a few spots, like, you never really thought he was going to beat Rowan, but there were a few, like... Roman? What, sorry, Roman, yes. Yeah, not Rowan. Is it Rowan or Roman? Oh, Which maybe, one had the hammer? Maybe I'm no, a few neither. sheets to the wind. Um, yeah. <laughs> three sheets, exactly, actually. Yeah. Three sheets to the wind. Three sheets. Three. Anyways, there were a few moments in there where he he popped the crowd with how good he was and how the you know the quick or the it was great three counts and it was organic and it showed the like the, the kind of uh, I don't know the kind of presence a guy like Roman has because yeah. you know that he's the star right yeah totally and for him to get Buddy so much was great like he um, won the match but he still put Buddy over big time well talking about putting Buddy over he fucking beat Daniel Bryan clean yeah in the ring yeah on SmackDown yeah on Tuesday night. That's true. So it continues. And uh, I guess Buddy Murphy is kind of getting this push. And like all these guys that weren't really getting an opportunity a little while ago are starting to sort of shine. And it's it's sort of exciting to see like Cedric Alexander's winning matches, Andrade's winning matches, uh, Buddy Murphy's winning matches, or somebody else. Unfortunately, Ali, nothing for at the moment. But uh, maybe. He, he we'll was see. doing some really cool um, promos out in the streets and stuff like that. And it just hasn't seemed to go anywhere. Yeah. Or hasn't Actually, doesn't he? Gone? Isn't he in the King of the Ring? Bracket? Yeah, but I mean, they haven't really built upon what they were doing before the King of the Ring started. But who's he wrestling next week? See, the reason I really wanted, like, the way I wanted the bracket to go, I was looking at like a semifinal between like Ricochet and Cedric Alexander yep. on the Raw side, because I was like, if there's ever a chance for them to just do straight babyface versus babyface, like Kota Ibushi style slash uh, uh, Cedric Alexander. Um, cruiserweight classic match oh, that that's so just going to rip the roof off the joint and you don't need to explain one's a bad guy, one's a good guy. <laughs> it's just almost like the Buddy Murphy Rome, like Roman match where they sort of just go at it because they have, you know, either, well, I guess they sort of had differences, but it baby-faced Murphy. But this is just, there's there's no kayfabe reason. There, there is a kayfabe reason, really. Yeah. They're going, it's just a tournament bracket. So I thought it would just work so well, but uh, unfortunately... We're not going to get that. You know, two weeks in a row, though, Roman... Actually, had... we still could. We still could get Ricochet versus Cedric Alexander. Yeah, yeah. What am I talking about? I don't know. You're crazy. So that's it's kind just, of what I want. The only difference was that KO lost. Like, that was the only thing that busted both of our brackets. Yeah. Well, that's Shane's new finisher. It's called the Bracket Buster. It's just three <laughs> quick slaps. Got it. Got uh, it. But it only works if he's on a mat. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at this bracket right now, if Ricochet... Ooh, everybody has Drew McIntyre, though. No. Going far. No. If Ricochet were to beat Drew McIntyre, I don't see it. I see Drew McIntyre beating him, and then Drew and Samoa Joe having a matchup. But, hey, I'm great at picking stuff, so I'm the bracket <laughs> king. I don't, I don't, yeah. Ali's facing Buddy Murphy, speaking of. So how? what are the chances that Ali beats Buddy Murphy in the King of the Ring with Buddy Murphy just knocking off Daniel Bryan clean? Shoot. Not, very, I, not very good. Now I'm wondering, did I pick? Darn, did I pick Ali? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. I have to go back and look at our thread where we talk too much all the time. I said I lied. No, Ali. Ah, I lied. Damn it, I did. I picked Ali. You dumbass. Uh, You're so stupid. <laughs> stupid. Well, that uh, was before. Damn it. <laughs> See, the reason I made that pick was because I know Buddy Murphy had just had that great match with, with Roman. Let me Let me make sure I say the right name. But they've Talking been about Rowan. Oh God! But they've been ha they, like Ali's been putting out these great promos. So I thought maybe this is. Uh, well, now I feel dumb. I wish I could change my pick. I won't, but I wish I could. It's an interesting booking. I don't. I don't know where you go 
in that first round. Well, anyway, you got to go with Buddy. You got to ride him a couple weeks in a row here at this point. All right, I'm not. Anyways, buddy, we don't have to. <laughs> we don't not have to keep gab, going. Buddy. But Roman, two weeks in a row, great matches, wins them both, but essentially puts the other guy over. Like Z- Ziggler looked amazing. On, That's on true. Raw, which we didn't they even did it touch again. on. Like they ran it back. It was really good, and I love the way he just kicked Roman in the face. <laughs> yeah. To start the match, like that was that was brilliant. So he tagged him. Right. I mean, I referenced right it job. earlier in the show, but I like how he was like, I thought he had to go six months between Spears. I didn't know he could just spear me again. Like, he's playing dumb. <laughs> yeah. Just being an idiot. He's somehow getting himself over as the idiot that doesn't understand why he keeps losing it's a, and always has an excuse. It's funny because, like, his character, what he's saying almost hasn't changed. It's how he's saying it and the way he's delivering it while getting his ass kicked. Is yeah, what the comeuppance he's getting is yeah. immediate, right? Yeah. We get feedback for it right away. <laughs> Rather than him being like, you know, going 40 minutes in some match with Kofi Kingston where they're trying to play him off as a legitimate contender. Man. Now it's he's saying dumb shit and yelling about how great he is and then just getting tuned up. Yeah. Although, I guess he went pretty good with Roman, but still. He looked great. It was different. I loved it. it. He's it like, fun. Roman, no offense. Like, I get it. You're the big dog. This is your yard. But everyone here knows that it should have been me. Like, like that is so. Like that is just so good. Whereas he came out and be like, Roman, no, you're not the big dog. This, this is my yard. This should have been me. Like nobody cares about that. But because he no. made it a joke, it's it's yeah. hilarious. And yeah, it works. shut up and me. No, <laughs> oh, really funny. Boy. Uh, and somehow they made it believable that Roman and him would go like you know 10 15 minutes even though Dolph had just been demolished by Goldberg <laughs> well two weeks ago he's, it was he's all Roman, healed up <laughs> Roman was staggered by that quick uh quick kick to the jaw you know yeah. caught him caught yeah. him clean uh let's move along here Sasha Banks is back and we haven't talked about it yet Maddie well that's because you bailed on me last week I thought there was six months between each show um <laughs> I got I gotta say I was definitely excited to see her back I'm enjoying everything she's done so far but I found because I'm an idiot I found a lot of comedy in the fact that she ripped off a pink wig to uh, reveal a blue wig. Purple wig. Purple wig to reveal a blue wig. So she ripped off a purple wig to reveal a darker shade of purple wig. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, like, I get what you're saying, but it is Shouldn't a character Shouldn't it have just been change. a black hair underneath? Like, what if no. it was just her black hair underneath? Because that's that not her thing. That would have made more sense. That's not her thing. It's like, I'm not the fan favorite Sasha anymore with the coloring hair. This is just Mia. She's, and she just rips off the wig. She's still the legit boss, though, right? And that's part of her character. She's always kind of had the funky hair so i thought it was funny i found I comedy in it I it know. made me giggle <laughs> but i like it i like it i like the change i like that they didn't just stick it seems funny now because if she had just stuck with the purple hair nobody would have cared it wouldn't have even no. been a thing but i like that they changed her hair color along with her character so i i, I dig it she beat i love the crap out of natty and becky oh yeah Absolutely. I, did you see the video of the cameraman just moving up and down while she was hitting oh, uh, God, Becky with yeah. the chair? Yeah. <laughs> it was so obnoxious. I hate that they do that. I love Michael Cole being like, uh, Sasha, nobody is talking about your hair. And that's literally the only thing anybody's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> People just be like, it's blue now. It's blue. That hair is blue. It was purple. And now it's blue. She friggin'. <laughs> I like that. Well, maybe not like, but she smacked the crap out of Becky. Like, hit her really hard in that first beatdown. And you could yep. tell Becky was pissed, like, right Becky's away. Becky's awesome again, too. Yeah. She, oh, her fucking right? promos have been fantastic. Like, Immediate you talked change about how in their character. They're talking to the camera again. They're doing a lot more of those backstage yep. uh, promos where they're just sitting and talking to the camera, which works so well. Becky is likable. There's no more of this stupid Raw Lynch relationship crap. Now Seth is, you Ew. know, will he, won't he with Braun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, I think we know where that's all going. But no, yeah. Becky's Becky's promo was great. Calling out Sasha as the greatest woman in the locker room to never be great. Like that was yep. just that was that was amazing. Yeah, talking about how she'll give her a real reason to go home and cry. It was yeah. fa- it was fantastic. Um also the attack on Natty. I don't know, like the the Anvil stuff is like a little much. Um yeah. but obviously they they've decided to to use it and lean in. Um, that was just to get pretty, Sasha over, though, right? Pretty savage to have Sasha say, like, I'll see you when he'll say hi to your daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, that's pretty vicious. But um, if you want her to be a believable heel, that's the stuff you got to go with, right? I guess so. You know, if she's going to keep attacking her friends, I just want to know when uh, Sasha's finally going to turn on Mia. You know, she always talks about Mia. It's Mia. We never see Mia. But when she's going to actually attack Mia, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you realize I'm choosing to ignore this as much <laughs> as possible. Why are you ignoring Mia? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Anyway, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman are tag champs now. <laughs> Who saw that coming? You know, at first I was like, what in the actual fuck are they doing? This is so dumb. And then I kind of just really liked it for some reason. Like, I hope they don't keep it for long, or I hope Braun just ends up attacking Seth and they just drop the belts, and and I'm fine with that. But what does this do for the OC is more my concern. I don't know. I they were really building the these guys up. The OC. Well, fair enough. Fair I enough. Still can't take them seriously. <laughs> fair enough. Like but, Seth is like, you know, we'll, we'll take care of my title situation soon, but tonight we got to get past the OC. And I'm like, they have to watch the OC. Like, what? A, <laughs> what do you mean they have to get past the OC? I yeah, just hate it. I, just I can't th- take the name. They were really building these guys up, and you. I think they'll get the titles back. I think they'll get them. They back will. Off Seth and Braun. They will. I maybe Braun attacks Seth and then the OC pins them to to win them back or something. I think I, just, I think it's I just know. another it's another pointless hot shot in my yeah. opinion. It just so seemed people weird. People seem to like it. I liked when, it, like, but it was top weird. Top stars win the tag titles and stuff together, I don't know. As long as it doesn't, you know, stay for a couple of weeks, like have this I I almost want it to go back on Monday sort of thing. Well, maybe it will. It seems like Braun wants to give Seth's title those hands. So, you know, <laughs> I guess that might be where it goes eventually. But he's so concerned with this title when, like, for the last six months he's been doing nothing. Yeah. So I didn't know he was that into the universal title. Now he's just like, now that Seth has it, he's like, little guy, I want that belt. You're tiny. <laughs> Braun looks good, though. He's yeah. trimmed down a bit and put on some, or maybe he hasn't put on muscle, but he's just he's trimmed down a bit and he looks he looks a little scarier than he used to. I want one of those shirts. It's like an anime like caricature of Braun Strowman in the ring <laughs> yeah. that he's rocking on Monday. That was an awesome shirt. Yeah. Well, you're in luck. I just ordered three of them. <laughs> you ordered three shirts. Yeah, one for me, and one for me, and then one for me to wipe up all the blood on your ass after I stop a mud hole in it. <laughs> okay. So I don't. I didn't even get one of the shirts in this scenario. I don't think you get me, kid. I'm going to whip your ass. I'm going to open up a can of whoop ass on you. I think I get him. Like I, he's, Speaking he's, of tag team championships, are you enjoying uh, Revival KO? Yeah, 100%. It's fantastic. 100%. It's so good. If you're not, you're crazy. You're crazy. No, I'm not calling you. I'm saying in general, if you Sorry. don't... Ugh. Defense mechanism. Um, I'm I'm loving it. They're so good. It's like it's sort of legitimizing the revival 
they had this awful rough patch where they were kind of not taken seriously, and now they're fucking amazing. Even when they were um, champs, people were like, yeah, whatever. Who, who are the champs yeah. again? Well, well, whatever. It's like they're almost like the edgeheads. You know what I mean? Like they're like the <laughs> yeah, a little like bit. The, Ort, the Ortnites. I don't yeah. know. They're fucking great. It's so good. But, but, how about the three KO? Uh, yes, amazing. It was. It's like a three D with a double assist. Yeah, and Can, they already did that for the Shatter Machine, so it's like a natural, organic new finisher they came up with. It looks devastating. It's yeah. like extra height to an RKO. I love it. You, you know what? I'm loving it. What's awesome is one that Randy Orton is seems to be like fully in it with these guys. He's not just like a bigger guy that came out and those guys just happen to be there. Like he's now they're rolling high fiving them and shit. Like that it's so good. What I really like about Randy Orton is when he's not he doesn't have a mic in front of him and you can hear him saying, Do you want to break his neck? Let's break his neck. <laughs> That's amazing. Like when he was doing that, when they uh, when he was first going to pick up Big E and then Kofi came down, you could just hear him. You want to break his neck? Like talking wow. to the guys. And then and then later, dark shit. when they went after Xavier, he's like, let's break his leg. Let's break his leg. Like, was, that when, like, uh, was that when Dash was like standing on the top rope? Yeah. Like, hold on, hold on. Yeah, before they pulled him. Let's break his leg. Before he went up, you could see it. You could hear him. Be like, let's break his leg. And just like so nonchalantly, like, yeah, let's just break his leg. Let's do it. Should we do it? Should we break his leg? That's oh, probably hold what on. The, the voices in his head are saying. Yeah. Maybe. And then he's like, oh, hold on. Let me drag Kofi over, lift up his head, pull his hair and make him watch it. Like, yeah, I loved it all. Oh, man. That is just I, I, great I love it. And I, I just love like the, the teaming of Randy with the revival and then the three man like the three man group of uh, of the New Day. Is yeah. Just, if you're going to do a six man tag and try to make me care about it, this is sort of the way to do it. Right? 100%. Like, at least you'll have six people in the ring that all have an issue and it just... It works. And Randy, like I, I always say, Randy's really underrated and, and he's fucking great. And when he's playing heel and given something to really take a bite out of, this oh, is man. obviously showing that he can still hang. Like, this is great stuff. Yeah, so much for the rumor about Raw and SmackDown guys not switching shows anymore, though, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Raw kicking off with Roman Reigns. Yeah. The revival just being basically Randy's backup now. Literally six SmackDown guys having one of the better segments on Raw yeah. than everyone just a, else. A vicious yeah. attack. And then yeah. Then no the revival just showing up on SmackDown and stuff. Whatever. Yeah, you know. Whatever. Um Nobody can pin Elias right now. Man. As the twenty four seven champion. He's he's figured it out. Like just kick out of the roll up and and you're yeah. fine. Just kick it out. Like finally the roll up isn't working. Yeah. Just be, you know what? Just be like three hundred pounds, and then the roll up doesn't work. Apparently, I loved, I loved what the sound booth part where it goes completely silent. You can't hear him beating up Drake. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was laughing my ass off. I was like, "This is just perfect." He takes him into the sound booth, closes the door, and then you can't hear shit. I got that was great. You could see the ref just like, "Whoa, what? Don't no!" Like <laughs> that was. So I, I awesome. enjoyed that a lot. Um, <laughs> I think the R-Truth segment was not as good, where it was just kind of confusing why well, his guitar was making weird staticky sounds. They screwed up the angle, too, when they revealed it was R-Truth, and like you saw yeah. his face before the lights went on, which they also did with The Fiend and The King. I I, did you see that? Or did you I notice didn't see it? I didn't screw anything up. I thought that was great. You, the camera angle was too far back. You could see The Fiend crouching behind The King. Like I oh, noticed really? it right away. I was like, oh, I didn't notice that. I, was like, I just saw him rise up behind King, like yeah, a horror flick. If you still have it, that just, whole thing. just watch it. Just watch it quickly. Oh, that that the fiend, the fiend loves attacking old people. Oh man, it's. 
I hadn't noticed that he was mostly attacking legends until he attacked the king. And I it's loved, a good way for him to just get over on people yeah, without 100%. You know, anybody losing anything in the in the transaction. Exactly. That's exactly my thought. I loved that as soon as his his whatever hit and the lights went down, Jerry was like, Well, I've seen this before. I'm getting out of here. And he just left. Like that was great. I thought that was yeah. just something a little different that was so It makes Jerry easy. seem a little smarter than yeah. you know, the average bear. Ah, uh, but the fiend is smarter than most average bears. Well, he predicted that Jerry would know, and he, he found a new, you know, a new angle. He did. <laughs> did you uh, did you see the post about Jerry Lawler wearing one of the Rock's old shirts? No. This is really funny because that shirt he was wearing, that very brightly colored, like golden shirt, yeah. was uh, it was a shirt that the Rock wore on Raw back in the day, no and there was way. this funny story on the Pritchard Show about how the Rock would buy these shirts for like legit five hundred bucks, and he would never wear them again because they were awful, they were gaudy. Yeah. Um, it was just for TV and he would sell them to the king at a deep discount and king would just wear them. <laughs> so this shirt was like 15 years, 20 years old that the rock had worn on, on Raw's war back in like 2000 or 99. And there's, there's viz of him wearing it. There's shots of him wearing it. Now that you're saying that, I can picture it. I can actually really picture funny. the rock. Wearing... Hey, he'd wear it like open yeah. with his gold chain and his shades his on. Shades on? And... Yeah. That's hilarious. He's, I didn't even think of that. That's awesome. It doesn't matter kind of situation. And, uh, and here's king wearing it. Yeah, in his like sixties, uh, but that was funny. Hey, speaking of something to wrestle, uh, Bruce and Conrad gave me a nice shout out on the show. Conrad Did they? called me a, a great friend of the show when oh. he read one of my tweets the other day. So that was nice. Oh, very neat. Um, yeah. So anyway, the Fiend loves attacking old people. And speaking of old wrestlers, Rey Mysterio gave the performance of a lifetime on Raw. <laughs> oh my god! This came out of nowhere, and I enjoy this a lot. Did you? You seem like you didn't enjoy it. I you didn't. Sucked. I didn't. I, it was, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of these retirement uh, angles. This was great. I thought this was, was Ray, terrible. like admitting that he's slowing down and, and saying, like, I'm thinking of things and my body's not letting me, you know, do what I'm thinking. And he's like, maybe it's time to take off the mask. And then Dominic giving, like, a fairly emotional speech to try to get his dad to. I do think it's kind of funny. He's like, no, dad, even though you're hurt, keep wrestling. <laughs> that might not be the, the greatest advice for son. But, you know, there's the emotion there. It's like, I want to say that I tagged with, you know, your grandfather, the greatest of all time, Ray Mysterio. I, see, I liked that sort of stuff, even though he delivered his promo terribly. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know. I just, maybe I am thinking about how long it's been since we've had a retirement angle, but I just feel like we get these too much and it's always the same thing like oh i'm gonna retire no i'm not i'm sad i don't know i liked this because ray and andrade have had some great matches and it brings up the fact that like andrade unmasked him and he just he just hasn't been able to do anything about it and instead of making him look bad for it he's coming out and showing some humility and being like look i've been trying to defend myself and it's just not happening right now and uh it's a good way to redeem him and refresh him, and I like it. So shut up, okay? No, no, I you you're allowed your opinion. I'm allowed mine, and I I definitely see what you're talking about. I just uh, I don't know. I just it was something where I'm just like, okay, let's go. Like we we know where this is going. Like let's move on. Yeah. All right. It was also later in the a bit later in the show, so maybe I was just like meh. Yeah. Well, to keep it on the theme of old wrestlers, old wrestlers also love to Skype. Oh, because we saw Steve skyping. That's on right. uh, on Raw last week, yeah, and that we saw Booker skyping uh, last night. Yeah. This is kind of an interesting new thing that they're doing. I don't hate it. It's new. It's different. It seems live. I don't know. if It, it does is, seem live, but right? it seems very live. 
yeah. which is cool because, you know, anything can kind of happen. You drop a connection and it's better than some pre-taped crap in a made-up office in the back that we yeah. talked about a couple of weeks ago. So well, I don't know how Steve got a hold of my laptop, but it seems like two weeks ago he was, uh, well, he was in my basement. He was Skype. Where, where is Steve right now anyway? I don't see him. It's been pretty quiet. Hey, hey what the hell? Oh, my God. He's Skyping me. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh, my Lord. Uh, hold on, Maddie. Yep. Hello? God damn, kid. What the hell are you doing? What, what are you doing? Where are you? I'm in your backyard right now. I'm stomping mud holes out here. Well, for fuck's sake. Why are you Skyping me? I don't know. I'm an old wrestler. I love Skype. Fuck off, Steve. You suck grass. Don't, stop stomping mud holes in my grass. Fucking stupid grass. I'll open up a can of whoop-ass on your ass. Grass. I'll open up a can of whoop-ass on your grass. Ugh. Fucking stupid grass. I'm closing this. You suck. Well, <laughs> I didn't see him sneak off, but... He Skyped me from the backyard, stomping mud holes in the grass that I'm trying to grow. So. I just, like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> uh, well, I got to get back there and, and save my lawn, so it, let's let's roll with Just Do Tweets. The following segment was paid for by the ADCs of Wrestling. Hey, yo. This is Just Two Tweets. Some of these tweets are from last week because uh, we fucked up. Mike Gordon says, <laughs> hello again. <laughs> Mike Gordon says, hello again, my friend. My question this week is, who do you guys think the motherfucking fiend... <laughs> I just love... That's mother aggressive. Space, mother space fucking ING spelled out. <laughs> the motherfucking fiend should go after next. Hashtag Just Two Tweets. Uh, Everyone. Honestly, Steve, come get Steve. He's in my lawn. <laughs> He's fucking up my grass. I need the fiend. I'm fiending, fiending for the fiend. I'm I like I want him to attack absolutely everyone and anyone so that it's not predictable. How about Michael Cole so we can get more Vic amazing? Joseph? That'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be good. Gingy says I I I just wanted to let Steve know that Kevin Owens does a better stunner than he ever could. Whoa. Hashtag Steve is a bish. Oh, man. Oh, That's it's amazing. a good thing he's outside. Thank God he's not down here to... Oh, my God. He's Skyping in again. Oh, fuck. I, this goes against my better judgment, but I'm, I'm going to pick Don't, it. Hello? You're a bitch. Gigi, <laughs> goddamn. All right. <laughs> Your ass doesn't know this, but I'm goddamn on a conference call right now listening to this whole goddamn show. And that's the bottom line. All right, Kevin Owens does one hell of a bitch-ass stutter. He doesn't even lay his shit in, kid. Peace, I'm out. Uh, you bought me listening. there. That was good. I, I didn't see that coming. You got me. You, you can't escape it. You can't yeah, escape you it. You literally got me there. That was good. Uh, <laughs> You're a bitch. <laughs> Oh man! Editing that part out, Maddie. Kayfabe. No, 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 leave it. That was good. Uh, anyway, uh, I know we sort of revealed the weird, you know, Eric Rowan lookalike, but we asked you who you think attacked Roman Reigns in the Foundation. Answered our call for justice last week. <laughs> I bet you um, they're all Sean serious answers. Totally none, yeah. uh, none gimmicking it up at all. No, right. no, no shtick. No. Sean in St. Louis says the gobbledygooker would like to apologize to Mr. <laughs> Reigns. It isn't easy for Mr. Goker to drive your standard automobile or forklift. So he just couldn't see, and uh, he, he, ran, you know, he ran Rowan off the road, and he accidentally knocked over the thing. Gobble, it's, hard, gobble. it's hard to see over the beak. 
Yeah. Lunchtime Depression says, obviously a wild scaffolding attacked Reigns. If WWE would pay for real scaffolding wranglers and trainers, we wouldn't have to uh, keep free-range scaffolding caged. Uh, Dana Bryan supports this message. Huh. Phil Hyatt says, Roman attacked Roman. He was channeling his inner higher power, which is actually... That's deep. Yeah, that is deep. And you know, it's it's a fun uh, comparison to this week with the black towel over the head of the Roman look like. Because mm-hmm. imagine a lot of people were saying if that towel ripped off and it was it was Vince inside, just it was me <laughs> as the higher power again, which is a great callback. Uh, at Gamer Fitness Normal Dude says, I actually hope they say it's the Fiend, then Fiend can be the top person in the company and get the title shot. You Interesting, know- but I don't know if he needs a title. No, and it's not even that. It's In this case, I would hope it wasn't The Fiend because I wouldn't want him hiding to do stuff like this, you know? I agree. And you know what's also funny is, like, we saw this lookalike guy, and we still don't know if that's the actual attacker. It could just be we have mind no games from Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Yeah, They absolutely. could just be fucking with Roman. I mean, they did so, it. They did it. I hope so. I really <sighs> hope this leads to a great it. Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns match, but yeah. we'll see. Uh, John Struble says, Hornswoggle. He couldn't see over the steering wheels. <laughs> that is a hazard. Nice. Uh, what Outlaw says, Vince Russo, bro, I attacked Roman, bro. It was me, bro, all day. I like, he doesn't have like a description or anything like that. It's just Vince Russo. No, Matt That's Cruz it. says John Moxley, I wish. Oh. Uh, Andy is Andy, says maybe Roman's attacker is Harper and Buddy just always confuses their names. When Brian and Roman confronted him, the look on his face totally reads, oh yeah, this is Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I fucking got him mistaken, bro. Uh, it's, it's Harper, fucking Rowan. It's one of them. One of the two. Fuck also, me. You just called Fuck him off. Andy is Andy, and it's, yep, this is Andy. Yep, this is Andy. Sorry. <laughs> You're right. Actually, Andy is Andy is like my one buddy's email. Oh. <laughs> so I got confused. <laughs> um, Mary Carr says, I can see how Buddy Murphy thought that uh, that was Rowan that attacked Roman. That guy was his twin. Hashtag identical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think strange. that's what they were going for. I think we know where Louis C.K. has been hiding out since he got shamed out of Hollywood. Oh, God. Uh, Steve wow. is all out, says, I'm really liking how Buddy Murphy is getting over with the crowd. He's a damn good worker, and I'm digging how WWE is giving guys like him and Alexander chances to shine. You guys think they'll let Murphy organically become face? I think he sort of is. I think so. I think he's kind of there. And I I think this, this is going to be really good for guys like Buddy Murphy with NXT going live because there is going to be more time for guys like this. Because he was buried True. for a long time. And then was was the champion. I wasn't but... buried. I was the best kept secret, Maddie. Okay, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I totally derailed your whole you, point. You're just like you, I don't know how to do yeah, this. Whatever, just move on. Go to Paul. I had a large coffee before the podcast. Go to Paul, and I'm going to crash. Move Paul on. Paul Skeevers says Shane McMahon is a guest ref in the middle of a Kevin Owens match and screwing him over. Roman Reigns, assailant, looking like Rowan's crazy uncle. Boy, does that not want you to pray that AEW brings a real alternative to fans. Paul Skeever, not feeling it. Okay. No. No, he wasn't. And last but not least, the most serious tweet of the day. Friend of the show, at Matt Hayes, says... Well, at Matt44Hayes. I don't know why I added the at, but whatever. Yeah, you're Matt, weird. big sexy, Matty Hayes. Okay? That's who it is. He says, if you were stuck on a deserted island... Which member of the revival would you eat first to survive? <laughs> huh. They should rename themselves to the survival. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um. Uh, yeah, asking the real questions. This is very, very serious. Uh, I got to go with um, 
Hmm. I would eat Dawson first. Dawson's because, got a little more muscle on him, so it might last a little longer. I think Dawson's a little, uh, a little, a little like a little more flabby, actually. But Wait, it, like fat kind of tastes good. Sorry, I was thinking, I was thinking Dash. I, Dash I would is, say Dash. Here's the thing, Dash. Like he's got the rear wired jaw. I don't like metal. You know, oh, metal's kind of gross. He's also got actually, a lot more hair. Mm, so yep. like, you don't want to eat the hair. Hair's kind of nasty, right? So uh, Dawson, although Dawson's funnier than Dash, he would be funnier he to makes keep me around. Laugh. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe I'd eat Dash first so Dawson could entertain us. And he'd all be crying. He'd be like, oh, you ate my partner, man. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> be so but Dash, Dash with the metal in his jaw wouldn't work in the microwave, so. Ooh, no, blow up the microwave. Yeah. Would you have a microwave on a deserted island, though? Well, Logistically obviously. speaking, probably not. Obviously. What kind of island are you deserted on? Well, I'm assuming it's kind of like Castaway and we crashed a plane. So we just have, like, everyone's stuff. Right. So, but we have a microwave, a working microwave. Well, it's a big plane. You never know what's in there. Are you on a like an island villa where there is a microwave? It could be. Why wouldn't you just eat the bowl of fruit <laughs> if you're in an island villa? You know, you're thinking about this too much. Hmm. You know, you have to eat them. You have to eat them quickly because uh, if you leave them for too long, they go hard. Oh, come on. <laughs> You're, I'm done. This, I'm done. Pod is over. We're done. The pod is over for like six months or next week. We'll see. But uh, if you enjoyed the show, leave us a favorable review. We happened upon a bunch of uh, really cool comments and, and ratings from you guys that we didn't really know we had on uh, Charted. It's a cool website for podcast analytics and stuff. And uh, we found out we're getting more love than we really thought. And uh, we're huge in New Zealand, guys. So if anything... My horribly offensive Australian accent will probably make the New Zealanders <laughs> like us even more. So uh, much love to my friends out in New Zealand. Um, you know, do it. Leave us a favorable review. Spread the word of the ADCs of wrestling. And uh, follow us on Twitter. Why not? At Andrew David Cox, at Matt the Markiest, and at ADCs of wrestling mm-hmm. for a lot of fun. A lot of tweets. Matt's always tweeting. Matt's so busy on the social media you know he's so active uh you, you can't catch a moment when matt's not tweeting about wrestling the ins and outs of the business raw smackdown live <laughs> tweeting from our account all kinds of stuff i i i mean if they listen to the start if they've gotten this far they heard the start where i said i haven't looked at it in a week <laughs> <laughs> i'm lying he doesn't even watch wrestling we'll what? see you next week ball game peace i'll open up a can of whoop ass on your grass